This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Goon Talk, back in with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Episode 58 of our daily 8am shows every single day, keeping you guys up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer information. And and importantly, of course, getting your thoughts and feelings too in the chat box, trying to make some sense of what's been going on. And we've got some really interesting stuff to talk about today, some surprising stuff and some Agent Gabrielle stuff too. Uh, I hope you're good and well this morning. Of course, yesterday was quite a good day from an England perspective, uh, getting a 2-0 win over Germany. Fantastic performance by England in the end. It wasn't the most inspiring of fixtures, but it did certainly give me a lot of confidence to go through the rest of the tournament, knowing that once again, another clean sheet, that's four in a row, looking defensively very astute, got a little bit lucky with Thomas Muller's miss in the second half, that's for sure, but ultimately we made the advantage pay and uh, looked at the better side overall, which is great, and knocking Germany out of the competition is always good too. So plenty to talk about from the Euro perspective, which will happen of course as we go throughout the tournament and as teams drop out then more players may become available ben white remains in the competition of course as does granite Xhaka. and there are a couple of players that we need to talk about but i hope you're good and well in the chat boss good morning everybody that's joined us and uh, i hope you're doing well let's go on to our first story which is about granite Xhaka. uh the swiss midfielder of course played exceptionally well in switzerland's uh, just amazing penalty win against France after a 3-3 scoreline. Was brilliant with his passing, brilliant with his defending. Really good presence in the middle of the pitch. Was complimented well by Freuler. Had the defence behind him to cover him. I think he just suits that system that they're playing really, really well. To play Xhaka in a back three, uh, with a back three system works to give him that security. And I feel like with the news about Juve's interest in him and specifically how Juventus are looking at the Roma situation going, well, if they're going to stutter on this deal, we're going to try and push forward with this one. Uh, it would make a lot of sense from their perspective. It's a, a relatively cheap deal for teams to get done. He's a real quality player that would suit Serie A fantastically well. 
Um, and I think if Juve can actually come in for him, it may end up pushing up the price, possibly with a bidding war going on. Roma don't want to seem to budge on their price, but seeing another Serie A rival come in for him uh, may cause them to, to finally bite the bullet and pay what's required, which is great for Arsenal. It's great to see him perform so well at the Euros and hopefully push through that price to a higher end of the scale. Certainly one I want to see Arsenal getting as much money for as feasibly possible. Uh, let's move down to our outs because there isn't too many ins. We start off with uh, Nuno Tavej, uh, the Benfica left-back, 21-year-old. We've done a dedicated tactical breakdown on him if you wanted to go and check that one out to find out who he actually is. But this one seems uh, to be one of the two deals exceptionally close to getting finished you could probably see this deal announced within the next within this week uh, is probably a realistic time frame at this stage which is really good news for Arsenal it's moving at a good pace um I say good news I have a lot of like kind of reservations about this deal I have a lot of reservations about him as a player I think that there are a lot of concerning factors and we learned during the tactical breakdown that we did from our Portuguese football expert Jose Miguel that he felt that he is not yet ready to even be kind of a backup player to Kieran Tierney at this point in time. And that does give me a lot of reservations. But however, when Arsenal sign anyone, they'll get my full backing. And I really hope he can prove a lot of people wrong and prove that actually he does deserve that place in the squad. I know there's a lot of uh, reservations about what goes on with him behind the scenes as well. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things I'm I'm not going to think about because I'd rather not watch that video again. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those to, you know, put to one side. Let's focus on the football, see what he's got to offer the club. But it's just good, I think, that Arsenal have got cover in that kind of position as a natural player um, because Arsenal have needed cover in that position. Will he be any better um, than Sayan Kalasinac, we'll have to wait and see. You'd hope that obviously he's coming in on a much lower wage, which should be beneficial to Arsenal and that Kalasinac will be leaving and we'll be getting a few couple of million euros for him as well. So it might cover the deal. So there you go. Anyway, let's move on to our next story, which is, of course, the next uh, player that's also been linked with a very close move to Arsenal. That's Sambi Lukonga. Now, on yesterday's show, I brought you um, some exclusive insight from Tasha, oh, sorry, Sasha Tavalieri, uh, the Belgian football journalist uh, working uh, in Belgium, was very close to some of the people involved in this deal. And he told us that effectively it's just the, the sell-on clause that needed to be sorted. Well, this morning, it seems reports coming out telling us that pretty much everything is now agreed. Football London have even said that a medical is due to be taken in the coming days. So that's pretty much the final step before you see a full announcement on the Arsenal website, which is great. Um, he's certainly someone I think that really kind of changes Arsenal's perspective of signings. We've desperately needed to be a club that goes for kind of the more up and coming players that have got a really like, loads of potential, that have got a high sell-on clause and that are really impressing at the clubs they've got. Also, also characteristically, when you think about how good he is in terms of his leadership, he was a captain at times for Anderlecht at a very young age. He's already bursting onto the Belgian international scene, which is not an easy thing to do, especially in midfield when you've got so many quality players in that setup. So really good sign for Arsenal. Fantastic player. Really good prospect. Glad that it's going to be getting done. Fingers crossed we can see an announcement in the next few days or so. But that's really, really good news for Arsenal. And uh, I look forward to doing some more dedicated videos, tactically breaking down where he fits into the team, giving you guys the insight, finding out some more experts that have watched him 
week in, week out, and uh, we will definitely be covering him a lot more on the channel once that signing becomes man is made kind of official. So really looking forward to covering that. Let's move on to what is uh, a very intriguing story. You may have seen this yesterday or rather really late last night pop up on your Instagram feeds and get posted to your Twitter feeds and elsewhere. Uh, Renato Sanchez put up a post on Instagram and our very own Gabriel Magalhaes um, replied saying, come to Arsenal, which is funny. Um, it's, I mean, it's obviously, you're not going to, you're going to take it with a, a very big, as we like to say, grain of salt. Uh, but I mean, Renato Sanchez did reply saying, I'm waiting. I imagine he meant to say waiting. I'm waiting for your invitation, um, which you know, uh, you know what Arsenal fans are like on the socials, sent them into a little bit of a buzz, as you can imagine. But it is strange. Like, admittedly, it's not something you'd see regularly, um, players being that open, especially when you already play for a club. I'm sure Lille weren't exactly too pleased to see Renato Sanchez uh, <laughs> reply saying, I'm waiting for your invitation. I mean, if Arsenal were to go and get a central midfielder this summer and it was Renato Sanchez, that would be absolutely unbelievable it'd be a really really quality signing he's got so much potential I feel like he's got unfinished business in England based upon what happened at Swansea he's gone to Lille absolutely flourished he's gone to Portugal looked arguably one of their best players if not their best player of the tournament I'm not talking about Penaldo I'm talking about Renato Sanchez being genuinely one of the brightest sparks in that Portuguese team when he was given the opportunities and should have arguably been playing from the start of the tournament Really, really good player. Fantastic box-to-box talent. A goal threat. Really good on the ball. Can create chances. Is direct. Um, I'm not going to do a tactical breakdown on him just yet. Uh, I don't want to do one for the sake of it. There's no point. There's no genuine links yet. There's only just kind of these little crazy rumours right now. And so until Arsenal see a genuine link through an official media post, we will hold fire on a tactical breakdown on Renato Sanchez. As we always say to you guys, we don't just produce content for the sake of it. We do it when it's the right time and when there's genuine kind of, you know, there's genuine push behind a possible deal. But it's interesting to talk about that. And it's funny to see that kind of uh, conversation going on on the Instagram feed. So there we go. Um, really good. Fair play, Gabrielle. Um, and fingers crossed we might see some links. But at the moment, there is absolutely nothing. So don't get your hopes up, <laughs> is what I'm saying about that this one, because there is absolutely no genuine links uh, between Sanchez and Arsenal whatsoever at this moment in time. Uh, finally, if you missed this yesterday, please make sure you go and check it out. We did do a tactical breakdown on Met Mulder, uh, the Turkish right-back for Sassuolo. The Athletic have said that Arsenal have been tracking uh, Mulder for about a year now, uh, looking at how good he's been for Sassuolo. He was linked, ironically, as always is with an Arsenal target, to Napoli. Napoli actually went in for him last summer, and in the January window, they weren't willing to pay the asking price that Sassuolo set on him. He's improved since then. And a figure of around 15 million euros is said to be what it would take to get him in to the club. I have looked, and obviously when you look at his statistics, I won't reveal too much because I want you to go and look at the video that we produced yesterday. But it's interesting seeing how he stacks up against Zeki Celik uh, and also against Bellerin. So he's a promising talent. Go check out the video, find out what he's like. There's some really good stuff. And that pretty much rounds off the news. There is a couple more things I want to talk to you about before we go on to your questions in the chat box. A little bit later on today, we've got two more shows coming for you this morning. The first one uh, is a really interesting show, actually. If you really like the youth football, I know a lot of people have been asking me to do some more dedicated videos on kind of the players and the youth setup and how some of the players are developed through the youth and actually talk a little bit about the players that we've actually sold. I'd like to Serge Gnabry, Ismail Banassa, uh, Jeff. 
Uh, I'm actually going to be having a chat with Ryan Baldi, who uh, has recently released a new book called The Dream Factory, all about uh, English English youth football. Um, and so I'm going to be having a chat with him and we're going to talk about a lot of the Arsenal youth and how Arsenal youth players have been improving uh, and obviously how Arsenal's kind of youth progression has changed. So make sure you tune in for that. That'll be out around 11am UK time. It'll be a live show. So you'll be able to put your questions to Ryan as well. So that should be an interesting one. And then at one o'clock, uh, Kevin Campbell's coming back on the channel. Uh, so at 1pm UK time, I'll be having a chat with Kev. Uh, about all of the Arsenal transfer news right now, getting his thoughts on the Aston Villa-Smith-Rowe situation, thoughts on the new deals that we should be getting done with Lokonga and with uh, Nuno Tavaj as well, as obviously finding out who he would like to see come into the club as well. So lots of uh, lots more shows to come for you today. Uh, that does conclude the first part of our show and moves us on to the second part, which is, of course, getting your thoughts and feelings in the chat box. So let's do that and see what you guys are saying in regards to all of today's news. Let's scroll up and get some of your comments. Uh, Mr. Thuggy uh, says, uh, it's interesting how we find him. Uh, while we have a few scouts and he haven't been playing for Benfica, seems like another agent deal. It's a really good point, actually, because if you remember, Arsenal have kind of moved away from a lot of their kind of frequent scouting, uh, kind of or the scouting base, I suppose, the amount of scouts that we had. We made a lot of people redundant. Edu said he wanted to move towards more of a, a more of a stat-based kind of approach, I suppose, is the best way to put it. And and maybe they found Tavaj that way. I don't know what stats they're necessarily looking at because they're not amazing. And he's only played 625 minutes of Liga Nosh football. So it's not enough of a kind of a, I suppose, a statistics base of a sample size to get a real good idea. And in the games that he's played, there's been some worrying defensive signs. Maybe they just look at him as one of the cheaper options in that bracket. They don't want to spend too much on a backup, but he's still got potential to improve. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, very, very weird one. Um, as to, um, and maybe there is a lot of agent stuff involved. We'll have to see. Uh, Alan says, uh, if Juve in for Xhaka, will we get the deal done for 25 to 30 million? What do you think? He's definitely worth that. I'm saying that from his uh, stats uh, being good, and he will be a beast in the Italian league. Now, I agree with you. I think he's a 25 to 30 million pound player. Absolutely no doubt about it. But the problem is, is that the demand dictates the price right now. And the demand is around the 20 million euro figure. Now, Juve coming in may mean that that price is increased. It will may possibly go up if Roma and Juve get into a bit of a bidding war, which would be great. Um, but I have more of a suspicion that Roma's financial difficulties may see them actually pull out of that and Juve end up getting the player for around the 20 million euro figure, which would, you know, it's, it's a fine deal. It's more than we were seeing the numbers previously. I mean, the, the rumours were that Roma were only putting a, an offer on the table of around 12 million euros plus three in add-ons, which is just silly. I mean, it's to let to let him go for nine million quid, it's ridiculous. So he's worth more than double that <laughs> without a shadow of the doubt. And you saw that in the performance against France. I know that you can't judge players by a single performance, but if we're being honest, we've seen that performance a lot this season, especially in the second half of the campaign where Xhaka was very good. So... He is worth more than that, and I'm hoping that this interest in Juve can, uh, you know, increase the situation and hopefully, uh, yeah, improve things. Neil DeSouza says, Saliba agent meeting Edu thoughts. Uh, you may have seen this, but uh, Saliba's agents did post on Instagram that he was in the uh, Highbury Halls, uh, basically in the, the signing room, having discussions with Edu. Now, it was interesting that he posted that picture. Um, he doesn't have any other clients that Arsenal are interested in, so we can rule out that possibility. Um 
I, it's weird, isn't it? I think his agents, obviously, when you when you see a lot of the, some of the, I say behaviour, some of the mannerisms, I suppose, of Saliba and the way he conducts his interviews and, and gets involved with a lot of interviews and is very open about his Arsenal future and stuff and very open about his frustrations. And you see his own agent posting stuff, telling people that he is currently in a meeting talking about Saliba. Um, it's... I don't know about that. Like, just, you know, keep things behind closed doors. It's great for us media. Like, give us a story and all. But, you know, keep it keep it behind closed doors. Sort of sort it out and then, you know, tell us when the time's right to make something official. Don't a cryptic post online to stir up the fan base. They know what they're doing. That's all we that's all we can say about that. But uh, we've got to hope the talks have gone really well and hope that Saliba stays with us next season and gets his chance or if not, goes on loan but signs and a contract extension that's what i'd like to see us see us do um manuel says maybe they see nuno as a long-term winger uh otherwise it doesn't make much sense i'd be surprised if tavage is is more of a winger be very surprised um renvald says tavage looks like he has a wicked delivery on him don't know why people are searching for negatives i don't think it's about searching for negatives ren i think it's about the fact that there are really kind of some reservations that some people that have genuinely watched him have about him. And I think it's nothing it's about searching for negatives. I think it's about making sure that Arsenal don't make the same mistakes they've made in the past by signing players that aren't good enough. And if there's worrying aspects about a player, it's not about ignoring those and just focusing on the positives about a player. Arsenal need to be smart in the market. It's something that Arsenal have not done for the last 10 years. We've lacked smarts. Even though we've made some better moves of late with Partey and Tierney and Gabriel Martinelli and uh, Erdogan and Ryan in the January window were good loan deals. We've still made your Williams. We've still made your Renaissance. Uh, we've still done your David Luiz's. And even though David Luiz was good for us, it was, you know, I'd rather have seen a more long-term prospect come in that was going to give us a more consistent performance across the two years that he was here. So it's important that we do focus on both the positives and the negatives of players when looking to bring one in to make a better decision. So it's not about searching for negatives, Ren. It's about assessing a player and looking at both sides of the argument as to whether or not they're the right player for Arsenal to go for. Uh, the Real Yanis says, how many starters do you think uh, we will sign come the end of the window? Starters, I think we would sign... And this means nothing, <laughs> so don't don't take it as gospel. I think we will sign four starters. I'd like it to be five, um, but I think we will sign four. And one of them will be, you'd hope, be Ben White. Another will be a central midfielder. Another will be an attacking midfielder. And another will be a right back. They are my four players. Backup left back, maybe a forward, maybe a goalkeeper. But those four positions are my guess right now. Uh, Valk says, would you be happy to let Bellerin go without a replacement, given we have so many in the team already and none of the targets we've heard about recently seem that good? Um, without a replacement is... So we sell him and don't bring anyone in, is what you're saying. Um, we have Chambers and we have Cedric. Is that good enough? Is Bellerin better than those two? I think Bellerin should be better than those two, really. But has he given performances that are better than Chambers last season? I don't think he has. Uh, Neil DeSouza says, Forsberg is a number 10 or 8. Do you rate... Oh, hold on. Hold on. I might... No. You know when you think you're going to sneeze and then... You you say you're going to sneeze, and then you don't sneeze. <laughs> I've done this before. Um, Alex R says, uh, is there... Oh, sorry, I completely skipped over Neil's question. I'll come back to you, Alex. Um, 
Neil says, Forsberg number 10 or 8, do you rate him? Uh, I do rate him, but I'm not sure that it's the right age profile of player that we should be looking at. And he's just signed a new deal, as far as I'm aware, at uh, at Red Bull, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, at RB Leipzig. He's 29. I'm not sure that's the right profile of player. And if I look at his contract, I'm pretty sure he signed a new one recently. Uh, yeah, he signed one this year and it runs till 2025. So I imagine he's going to be kind of their experienced figure in that team. He ain't going anywhere. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so Alex, Alex Law uh, says, uh, is there any news on Andre Silva? Ironically, sticking with RB Leipzig, there was a report that came out yesterday that he may be moving to RB Leipzig from Frankfurt for less than 20 million quid which is a hell of a deal um, for them if it is true. Um, that's a, a really, really good move for RB Leipzig to get done. They've obviously lost Werner in the past. They brought in the likes of Alexander Sorloff, the Norwegian striker from Trabzonspor, spent some time at Crystal Palace. Um, I, it's a great deal for them. If, if, if he was available for less than 20 million, although I, I doubt he would have been for Arsenal just because of the way things work, um, it's mad. It's just a mad, mad, mad price for a really good, really good player. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Anthony says, Locatelli to Arsenal. Interestingly, the reason why Juventus are supposedly interested in bringing Granit Xhaka in is because they're struggling to tie up a deal for Locatelli. Sassuolo are playing hardball. Juventus aren't. I mean, they're not blessed with a lot of money at the moment. And maybe if we can sell Xhaka to Juventus, it would open up the opportunity for Arsenal to go and get a Locatelli. So keep your eyes on that. I'm not saying that's there's any genuine to that. That's purely a theory. But... Just keep your, your eyes peeled on, on the Locatelli things. It could be an interesting one to follow. Uh, Femi says, now that we've pretty much completed three signings in Nuno, Lukonga and White, well, White's further away than the other two. So, we'll, we'll, you know, just don't be that confident. <laughs> I'd like to be confident, but I've seen things happen with Arsenal which shows you that, you know, we can't count our... You can't count your chickens until they've hatched. It's probably the best phrase to use. Uh, it says, how many more signings and what positions do you think we need to be ready to take next season by storm ironically bringing in nuno lakonga and white all of those i mean two of those guys aren't starters first of all lakonga and and tavages are not starters they are both backups in my opinion lakonga's not coming in to be the starter center midfielder he's coming in to be a potential player that will play in that midfield and will get games i'm sure too um but i imagine the central midfield target that we will have will take that spot um, and I'd be surprised if Lokonga plays. Although, saying that, depends on who's available at the start of the season. He might get minutes. And I think then we should be looking at right-back. We should be looking at another centre midfielder. And we should be looking at attacking midfielder. That, that's that's where I'm looking at with those signings, Femi. Uh, Billy says, do you think Renato Sanchez and Partey could work as a two? Or is it better as a three with a holding midfielder? I think both can work. But I think you're arguably better playing it as a three um, with Renato being kind of the more adventurous. I think it would allow Partey to be adventurous too. And you can have, say, a Basuma at number six or a Lokonga maybe told to play more of a discipline role, even though he can work as a number eight as well. I saw a video about putting in, putting Lokonga in a double pivot with Partey. I'm not sure that's smart. I, I'm not sure that's the best move and probably thinks someone who's not really looked too much into him. But I, I don't think that's the best move to put him at a number six, to be honest, uh, along with Partey. I don't think either of them have the outright discipline to play as an out-and-out number six or as in the double pivot. I mean, you saw with Partey and Xhaka that Partey was limited so much because he had to cover so much of what uh, his partner in, in Xhaka was doing. I think when he was with Elneny, he actually did that less so. And that's why we saw some really positive performance against Man United away from home. Um, 
but I don't think I'd be putting Lokonga as kind of your double pivot with Partey. Uh, I don't think that's the smartest idea. But, you know, it could be proved wrong. There's always the possibility that that can happen. Uh, Kigi says, so Arteta has a problem with Gendouzi's attitude, but he wants to sign Savage. I suppose there's a simple case of facts where you go, it's a clean slate until it's muddied. And Gendouzi's has certainly been muddied. Tavage is a new player. Uh, I wouldn't look at that as inconsistency. I would look at that as, you know, we'll just wait and see as to what happens with Tavage. But you're right to question it, that's for sure. But I don't think you can compare it directly to Gendouzi because one's had his issues at Arsenal, the other, you know, nothing in regards to Arsenal so far. But there are questions about his attitude. Uh, let's scroll down to the bottom. Good morning, Royster from the Pyrenees. Uh, welcome, mates. Uh, Scrubber Steve says, I'm happy with Partey getting the number five shirt. Yes, 100%. That's great. And I'm also glad I didn't buy a shirt last season with his name on the back <laughs> because it would have changed. So apologies if you did. Um, but uh, I held fire on that. I had a feeling that he wouldn't stay as number 18 for long. But now it means we can get a Partey shirt or I can put him on the back of my yellow shirt that I've got. So uh, that is. Uh, is it coming home, says Spike? Of course. Of course. What are you talking about? It's not even a question. Of course it's coming home. Uh, Satya Brat says, Tom, do you think another loan would actually benefit Saliba? Yeah, of course it would. I don't see him, uh, any harm in him grinding it out like the likes of Newcastle. I think it would, but I think you need to send him to a Premier League club. I think any loan would benefit him. Getting him playing regular football is benefiting him, but he needs to be playing for a Premier League team. Get him to Newcastle. Get him playing there next season. Get him starting. I mean, he's better than all of their centre-backs. Better than Shah. Uh, I mean, that's a big call, but he's an international for Switzerland, but I still think he's, you're better off playing in the Shah, you're better off playing him than Lascelles, you're better off playing him than, than whoever else they've got there. So, you know, play him, get minutes and uh, get him back the following season to smash it with a new contract, please. Uh, so Hill says, Tom, are you following the Rabiot story in France? I feel like Gendouzi might go on the same track if he doesn't rectify his attitude. No, but did I see a story about Rabiot's mum or something? Uh Yes, here we go. Uh, Mbappe and Adrian Rabio families clash. Um, very weird. Uh, oh, Paul Pogba and Mbappe's families clash. Uh, oh, so it's Paul Pogba and Kylian Mbappe's families clash with Adrian Rabio's mum. Wow, Jesus, this is like full on chaos story. Um, I think I saw a little clip. If that is the case, I mean, it's pathetic. I mean, be supportive. I mean, there are, I think. Rabio's mum is his agent. Um, I'm pretty sure that's. I think I've read that before. So, really silly behaviour. Grow up, like, you know, not the best example for your kid, is it? Uh, and says, great show as always. Drop a like, everyone. If we get white, how confident are you that we also get Basuma from Brighton as well? Will they sell two of their assets to the same club? Of course they will. If they, if you pay the money for a player, you get the player. It's as simple as that. It's not a case of them being wanting to sell two players to the same team. If you if you pay the money, you get the player. It's as simple as that. Uh, Nassi says, uh, Tom, please, we need good signings. I just can't wait for the season to start. I need a good signing, uh, a good season, sorry. At least top five will be progress. Fingers crossed that can happen, Nassi. Uh, Amandeep says, why hasn't ESR signed a new contract? Because it's being negotiated. Just chill. Just, just chill. It will get there. <laughs> Uh, Sai says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Rudiger wanting to bite Saka? I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see that. If he tried it, he's a goo. <laughs> so, so, why are you biting people? <laughs> why are you biting people? Don't be a goon. Do you ever use that insult at school? Ever just got, oh, don't be a goon. <laughs> so, such a primary school insult. Uh, Tom says, Rabio's mum was his agent. I think that stopped. Uh, 
around the time he moved to Juventus. Uh, you know, I think that I was his agent. Okay, so he's got a new agent. Well, still salty, it seems, that she is. There you go. Leave, leave, leave their families alone. Like Mbappe's gone to the final, gone to the, the penalty shootout, missed the penalty. Worst moment of his career. One of the most exciting talents in the world. Pick him up from that situation. Don't put him down. That's ridiculous. Uh, Anthony Smith says, Aaron's to Arsenal. Uh, you'd be very lucky, Anthony. Aaron's is a great player, and I'd love to see him Arsenal, but there's nothing in that in that one. There you go. Rudiger did bite Pogba the other day. Uh, I saw it live. Um, I saw... Who was it? There was another one. that Was it? It was, wasn't it? Rudiger did bite Pogba. Crazy. Honestly, when you think we one of these players going to learn, like, it's ridiculous. Um, Stephen Andrews says it's good to see uh, that we're buying more athletic players uh, and can get around the pitch rather than the likes of Louise, Holding, Chambers and Xhaka. Um, it is. I like the fact that we're going for kind of more of these mobile talents like Lokonga clearly is is so much more mobile. Ben White is so much more mobile than what we've got. We, it's just a lot better signings, to be honest. Yanni uh, uh, says, Aaron's is a great player. Not Aaron's. Um, we are not going to sign this type of player. Well, I don't know. A, I wouldn't necessarily go down that route of saying just because they're good, we're not going to sign it because we look like we're going to be getting in some very good players. Um, it's just a case of, of signing consistently good players rather than hit and misses all the way through. Would I swap Xhaka for Ramsey? No, Mohamed, I wouldn't. I'd take the money. The ship has sailed for, regarding Ramsey. Let's move on from that one. Uh, we need some Willian news, says Satya Brat. I just, yeah, no, there's nothing. Which is, when we were told by Fab that it was a case of he is 100% leaving, in quote marks, we told us, to have nothing, no news reported on Willian for such a long period of time is a little bit is a little bit concerning. Um, Damien says, "Have you seen the video on Ben White by Tifo Football?" Yes, I have. It's an excellent watch. Tifo are doing some amazing stuff. Alex Stewart, who's been on the channel, great guy. As are the other lads on there. Go check it out. Obviously, got all the links with the Athletic as well. Tifo are a fantastic channel, and I enjoyed their video on White. I enjoyed their video on Germany as well before the game yesterday too. Some really good content. I wish that for me when you when we do the Q and A shows and people ask me like favorite channels, aspirations, Tifo's level of production. That's what I wish I could do. Uh, but I'm on my own. It's very very hard. Where they've got voice actors, they've got analysts, they've got amazing people behind the scenes, graphic designers. I wish. That could be what we could do here. And maybe one day it will be. But uh, at the moment, I can just look and admire as what they're doing. Uh, what did Tavares, what did Tavares actually do, says Guy Fawkes? It won't take you long to find it, mate, if, uh, if you look in the right places. <laughs> uh, Satya Brat says, are you following the Copper America? I haven't seen much of the Copper America at all, Satya Brat. Now, I'm hearing stories. That's it. I, don't, I haven't watched any of the games. I'm fully focused on the Euros. That's what 101 are focused on. So my attention is fully focused on the Euros. Um, but fingers crossed we can see Lucas Torreira do well. I don't even, I don't know where they're at in the tournament. I mean... Should probably have a look, really. <laughs> I don't know where we're at in the Copper America right now. Let's have a look. Are we in the knockout stages yet? Because, I, yeah, I can't tables. Uh, looks like we are in the knockout stages. Oh, no, we're not. We're still in the group stage. There's one more game uh, in the group stage to be played, it seems. So, is that right? And we've got the... Oh, no. Yeah, we've got the quarterfinals coming up. We've got the quarterfinals coming up between Peru and Paraguay, Uruguay and Colombia, Argentina and Ecuador, and Brazil and Chile. Uh, so Torreira is still in this. He's still in the tournament, as is Emi Martinez. 
so there you go. More more games to come with the Cop America. But no, as you can see, I've not been following it. Um, so there you go. Thanks, Grub Steve. Much appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, Jashar Josiah says, knockout stages. Yes, it is indeed. It seems anti Swiss has any updates on Ramsdale. No, <laughs> nothing on that. Just interest again. No bids, no talks. Um, they actually confirmed it through local media in Sheffield that no bids had been made so far. So we'll see if anything does turn out from that. Alex R says, thoughts on Mbolo. One of those players that had a lot of hype around him, never really met that hype, to be honest. Um, and one that I wouldn't really look to sign at Arsenal. No, he's having a decent Euros, uh, which has obviously affected opinions around him. But no, uh, not for me. Not for me. Uh, Alistair says, Torreira to Lazio. That seems the most likely destination, Alistair. Um, but whilst he's playing at the Copa America, we, I don't expect to see any kind of movement on that situation just yet. He's not started any matches, says Jasha. Wow, that's a concern. Uh, Neil says, buying a centre-back for 50 million makes no sense when we need a right-back priority. I disagree. I think if you've got the opportunity to sign a great player in any position for a certain amount of money, uh, when you think about the area of the pitch as well, which is centre-back, which I think we need to improve on our quality. If you were saying spend 50 million quid on, say, a wide area, doesn't make as much sense. But centre-back is an area where we can add some real quality and we've also got money to improve elsewhere. So I disagree. I think it is a good move to go for. Um, your thoughts on if Arsenal will sign Basuma, says David. There's been nothing, mate. There's just interest. I know that he's on Arsenal's radar, but there's no indication that Arsenal are going to make a bid or a move very soon. They have targets higher up on their list than Basuma, which is a shame because he's the highest on my list. So I would have liked to see a scope in, but we will wait and see. Uh, Chris says, thoughts on Vieira to Palace and implications on the Ek interest. Yeah, I actually tweeted about this yesterday. I said that it's it's interesting that a player or an ex-player that backed the whole Ek takeover is going to be signing as a coach for another Premier League club. I mean, that's a conflict of interest, first of all. So he wouldn't be able to, I'd imagine he wouldn't be part of the um, any possible takeover. I never rated the takeover. Like, we, we talked about this time after time. I never expected it to happen. I never thought the Cronkies were ever going to sell. And I never thought that Eck had the resources to do it. It was just all talk. It was a big PR thing for me. And he's done it very, very cleverly. And he got a lot of people on board. Trust me, I would love for it to happen. Anything to get the Cronkies out is a priority for me. But I just just didn't back it. Um, just didn't, I didn't see it happening at all. It was not something that I could ever see happening because they don't need the money. We can campaign all we like for them to go. It's just, I'm, I'm a very down, I'm not the best person to talk to about this, this debate because it's just, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I hope the audio has been fine. Sorry if it hasn't been. I'm going to wrap things up very soon. Uh, in fact, I'm going to wrap things up now. Please drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed the show and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.